The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. And I want to tell you all that I actually looked up the date when I started, and it was in October of 2002. So we're actually in our, I think our 13th year, it'll be 13 years in October, so it's very exciting. I was one of the first hosts on Voice America, and they've grown tremendously. And I really want to say to all of you, check out their other hosts and their other programs, because they are truly making the world a better place, as I know I'm trying to do with my program. All right, today we're talking about our health and about making change, which is uh, hard for a lot of us to do. And my guest is Anne-Marie Ludovici. Annie is a noted author, speaker, well-being activist, and leading authority in effective personal lifestyle enrichment. Her book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, Seven Ways to Harness the Power of Your Brain to Achieve True Well-Being. Annie helps people change from the inside out. Her best-selling book, Winning Health Promotion Strategies, is considered to be a blueprint for fostering healthy communities everywhere. With a master's in kinesiology and a major in psychology and social aspects of behavioral change, Annie blends academic theory with over 30 years of health and wellness experience to empower meaningful, personal, and life-enriching changes that will last. Her unique ex- expertise and proven technology have helped a wide variety of clients from Fortune 100 clients to small businesses, healthcare providers, state and local governments for making a change for the healthier. Again, my guest is Anne Marie Ludovici, Annie we call her, and her book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, Seven Ways to Harness the Power of Your Brain to Achieve True Well-Being. Welcome, Anne, Annie. Thank you, Patricia. First of all, I want to congratulate you and Voice America for the success of your show. You're helping so many people, and I want to thank you for including me um, in the show. Thank you so much. Well, I'm excited to do that. All right. Now, in your book, you talk about seven insider secrets that lead to change. So why don't you just pick out your favorites or the juiciest one and tell us, I mean, what would be the absolute number one what would somebody pick first in terms of a secret to change? Well, um, first I'd like to just say that what the secrets are is um, what I've done is identified what researchers have discovered in health psychology for decades. They've looked for repeatable, recognizable patterns, and then they put them into theories to help people make more permanent change because, as you mentioned, a lot of us don't succeed at change. Only actually 20% of the population conquers their long-term behavior on their first attempt, which is amazing. I really didn't know that. 
that it was only 20%. Yeah, it's only 20% on their first attempt. For instance, the average person tries to quit smoking 7 to 10 times prior to being successful. And the same holds true for weight loss. And that's what prompted me to write this book, is that these theories are not normally shared with the general public. They're used by health coaches or researchers. And for me, it was really important for me to write Change Your Mind, Change Your Health as a revelation to the public how they can leverage these theories themselves and to be self-change agents and change for good. So in answer to your first question, I think one of the, my favorite is the stages of change, to identify what stage of change you're in and then try to move forward because people think change is full-on action, and it's actually progress. Change equals progress, not necessarily full-on high-intensity action. So the stages of change, I would say, are, are one of my favorite out of the seven. All right, and so that is? And, well, there are, sev- there are actually several stages of change, which would take a long time to uh to review, but they are actually pre-contemplation, contemplation, preparation, action, maintenance, and termination. But my most favorite, I think, meaningful to talk to the the listeners about is we're all in that pre-contemplation phase, and that's when you're weighing the pros and the cons. Uh, and you want to change, but, you know, you're identifying barriers to change. And I think in the book, you know, there's several great exercises, and one is called decisional balance, where you actually weigh the pros and the cons of change, and you actually start to move towards preparation when the pros outweigh the cons. Mm -hmm. So it's a really effective exercise when you're kind of in that contemplation stage, thinking to yourself, I really should change, but I don't have any time, or so it's, it's well, really good. Well, don't you think, Annie, don't you think part of that resistance to change is that you're attached? You know, I mean, you're really getting something from this behavior. It may not have long-term good effects, but the immediate effect is something that makes you feel good for a little while. So isn't yeah, it kind yeah. of that barrier to you know, almost a, a bad habit or, or kind of an addiction, if you will? Well, it could be an addiction is a whole You know, addictive behaviors are very hard to change because they say that it, you know, they really hijack your brain. Um, mm. It actually has uh, the ability to change the function and the structure of your brain. So I, I put that aside. I don't handle addiction in this book, but more dietary um, or exercise habits. But you're right. Um, you know, when you eat something and you have a lot of pleasure from that thing and, and it, you know, culture plays into that, uh, people enjoy f- certain foods, but you, know, you want to weigh the pros and the cons of eating healthy and how, is it, how important is it for you to either maintain or lose weight and um, the pros have to outweigh the cons. So there's the pleasure of it, but then substitution uh, is a very effective way to um, to change a behavior, and it's called counter conditioning. That's the academic phrase for it. So if you're going to grab chips at night, for example, I had a client who just loves salty chips, and um, so we developed a counter conditioning strategy that um, instead of doing that in every night, get in the habit of already having cut up fruit, and then having that, and at first. 
she'll miss that. But over time, you know, remind yourself, well, my weight loss goal is more important to me than, than those right. chips, and this is just a habit. And so it's just changing your habits and changing what right. what you, what's really important, what your real goal is, and how much grit or how much action you're willing to apply towards that goal. Yeah. And, and do you think that the moment of change also comes when you're just, although you're getting short-term pleasure, you're getting a lot of, you're getting pain as well. It, they, the benefits are no longer outweighing the loss. So do you think that that's part of it when you say, okay, enough already, I'm changing? Yeah, but um, I definitely agree with you. But I think what's really important about, like, this book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, and the research that's been done on permanent change is that the, the true academic definition of change is that it's not like flicking on and off a light switch. So you don't actually, most people who successfully change long term, but some people quit cold turkey or will change their you know, exercise habits, cold turkey, but the people who really have known to be successful at permanent change actually do it in increments. And so change actually means progress. Mm. And I think that for a lot of people, once they can accept that, especially those of us who are high achievers, where mm. we want change to mean, you know, uh, totally far end, full on progress where we don't actually indulge in that behavior at all. So the example I gave about the woman with potato chips, we didn't actually switch from potato chips to fruit that very day. We did it, you know, let's start with twice a week and then go to three times a week. And she was still progressing, even though she was still in, overindulging. And first, the first step might be just cutting down on the amount of potato chips. So I think when you can really wrap your head around what the true definition of change is, and it actually means progress and not a full change in in that habit completely, but that's a very difficult thing to accept. But that's the first step of change is accepting that it's actually progress and then yeah. setting a progress plan in place, which is also described as one of the secrets in the book, which is mm-hmm. um, lessons learned from the business school, coming up with strategies and plans and um solutions and delegation, you know, solutions on how you're going to achieve this plan in face of barriers and situational barriers. Uh, so I think that all of that comes into play, too. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So, you know, what you're talking about is is having that plan. Do you think, Annie, that you need to have a coach help you stay on track Or can you do it yourself, or does it depend? Yeah, very good question. I mean, the literature talks about any kind of social support, and that's covered in Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, too. It's it's a process of change, getting helping relationships. And helping relationships, it's really important, whether it's a health coach or a friend or a loved one, uh, but professional you know, somebody for accountability, and it also, like to your point, Patricia, it depends on the individual. Some people really need that accountability and really like it, where other people can get demoralized, especially if it's the wrong kind, the wrong match for you. Yeah. And I talk about this in Change Your Mind, Change Your Health also, is matchmaking. 
that the program has to be right for you as well as if you do select a personal trainer or a health coach to really select the best match for you so you don't get demoralized. Right. And a perfect example of that might be somebody who, for example, CrossFit is a big uh, trend right now. No, but not everybody can do CrossFit. So if you choose that and it's not right for you, you are going to feel debilitated and demoralized. Absolutely. Absolutely, Patricia. I owned a health club for 10 years, and I used to, when people first started, you first see where you're at, and then again, back to the change means progress. You start maybe just five minutes of exercise or low intensity, um, and you build yourself up, and that's actually one of the secrets is building confidence through mastery, and so don't you know, it's actually could do you more harm than good if you go from nothing to that CrossFit class, to right. your point, because you'll be so sore the next day and you'll be so discouraged and say to yourself, I, you know, and, and this is, I've heard this so many times, I'm just, I'm not ready to join a gym yet. And that, that shouldn't be the case. You should be able to join a gym at any level of fitness and work your way up slowly and a really good personal trainer will work with you or you you know you you buy change your mind change your health and you start to self-change um and gain your social support through your friends or there's so much opportunity on the internet now with um these apps and tracking devices and all of that and you you can can do it for yourself yes you could definitely self-change if you have a tool like this book or other books that can really help you that make you understand the process of change Mm -hmm. and i think that's been the problem that people think there's a science for diet so they buy diet books and a science for exercise which there is i'm an exercise physiologist but there is a science of how to change and so that's why i thought it was really important to write change your mind change your health to help people understand All right, we're going to take a break on that note, but we're coming right back with Anne-Marie Ludovici, Annie, and her book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, Seven Ways to Harness the Power of Your Brain to Achieve True Well-Being, and we're going to talk more about these seven secrets to change and get a couple more of them, and you can log on to, Annie, let's give the website, please. Sure, it's amlcchange.com. Which stands for Anne Marie Ludovici, cchange.com. So amlcchange.com. All right, you're listening to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, and we are right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. My guest is Anne Marie Ludovici, and we're coming back right after the break. Stay tuned. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, 
Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Well, hello, everyone, and we are back for the second half of our first half hour. And we are talking about changing your mind, which helps to change your health. And that's the name of the book, Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, Seven Ways to Harness the Power of Your Brain to Achieve True Well-Being. My guest is Anne-Marie Ludovici. She's the author of Change Your Mind, Change Your Health. And she is a noted author, speaker, well-being activist, and she's a leading authority in effective personal lifestyle enrichment. You can log on to amlcchange.com to learn more about Annie's work. Welcome back, Annie. Thank you, Patricia. All right. Let's talk about one of your other seven secrets. Pick one. And it, we're taking just a couple, but I think it's important because we really want to expand on it, not just run through them and like a laundry list. Okay, I, go ahead. I agree. Uh, well, another important one that I see with people is um, Chapter 5 in my book, Change the Way You Think About It. And it's all related to monitoring your thoughts and automatic mm. thoughts and core beliefs. So I would say... Automatic thoughts is um, and monitoring those is really critical. Um, what happens is we all have thoughts that they actually arise spontaneously. Sometimes we're not even aware of of them. Actually, they come out of the blue. Um, sometimes you are very aware of them if you're a very thought conscious person, as I say. But a lot of times they don't. You know, there's not any rhyme or reason. There's no deliberation. They just come out of nowhere. So what happens is, and and scientists have identified this, that an event happens where you're faced with, do I eat this piece of cake or do I not eat this piece of cake, if you're on a diet, say, and then you have an automatic thought. Now, whatever that automatic thought is will actually lead to a reaction, and that that is either an action or a non-action. So it's really important to get a handle on those automatic thoughts because every time you're faced with an event, you do have an automatic thought. It could be maddening, actually, if you start to... But, uh, Annie, how do you control that by... I mean, is it by becoming aware so that when that thought comes in, you say, oh, there's that thought again? Yes, yes. So so that's the three-phase process is the event happens, you have an automatic thought, and then a reaction. And so what I do in my book is talk about... um, and, And 
this isn't something I have made up. Again, the book is science-based, and so what they found in this study of health behavior changes, if you start to keep thought records to become more aware of the automatic thoughts, it helps you track, evaluate, and redirect the thoughts when necessary. So mm-hmm. they could be really useful at understanding them and looking for patterns and um, asking yourself, like, what goes through my mind when I get stressed or anxious, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But to mm-hmm. actually keep records and then learn how to have a canned restructuring thought for that specific thought, if you identify, and restructuring that thought to Can something more Can you give us an positive. example, Annie? Can you walk us through an example? Sure. So I use myself as an example where um, I've been able to be in maintenance uh, for my diet for many years and, and my exercise habits. But when I get to, when I used to go to buffets, I would always really indulge. And I would look at everything in front of me and go, oh my gosh, look at all of this delicious food. I know I'm going to overeat. And um, most of the time I would overeat. And so when so I realized that that was happening. You would tell yourself that ahead of time. Yeah, as soon as I would look at it. And I didn't even realize I was telling myself that. But mm-hmm. I would go, oh, my gosh. And people, um, you know, a lot of my clients would say that. I'm going to a party, and I know I'm going to over, you know, eat, and I know I'm going to drink too much. So they're already putting that thought in their head, and that's yeah. going to lead. That, that actually science has proven that that will lead to the action. Mm-hmm. So now what I do is when I walk into a buffet and I went on a cruise last year, um, on a vacation, I walk in and I say, look at all this delicious food. Um, I've been able to do this many times, and then I have my plan in place where I actually go through the line before I pick up a plate, and I select what I'm going to have in advance, and then I go through the line and go, I know I can, I can handle this. And, you know, mm. and so by restructuring, but I first had to become aware. I didn't, I wasn't even aware that I was saying that. And then I was also saying to myself, which is another common thing a lot of people say, oh, I haven't had all of this stuff in such a long time and it's free. Mm. You know, so, mm. <laughs> Um, but I was definitely telling myself I was going to overindulge, which led me to overindulge. But now I say to myself, oh, I can handle this, Annie. You know, I have my plan, which is like I, I'm my own advanced person, and I go through and I look at everything, and then I make my selections. And in my head, I've already pre-programmed what those selections are going to be, and That's that great. leads to the action. So your brain has so much power that I really encourage people, you know, um, if they do pick up this book or other books on changing your thoughts to change your behaviors, because it has so much power over your actions or your non-actions. That, um, and, and, and we've talked before, Patricia, I think you, you've made some excellent points on your show, too. The, the idea isn't to dismiss the thought. You acknowledge the thought. And then you evaluate it and you restructure it. So it's not as simple as get that thought out of your head. It's it's to really acknowledge it, understand yeah. it, and then restructure it. Yeah, I, I agree because I find that when I, you know, when I get angry at myself that I have the thought or I'm thinking about something, it makes it worse if I push it, right. if I try to push it out. It just, it yeah. just, it, it's kind of like what, what's that saying? Whatever you resist persists. Oh, interesting, interesting, yes. Yeah. So it so, is. 
You're it, absolutely right, and it can play against you because again, it's a negative thought. You're 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 putting you know a negative thought in your head, like stop thinking like that. Why are you thinking like that? And so acknowledging it and accepting it, but then restructuring it and trying to understand and and. Behavior change is really much about awareness and understanding why these thoughts are coming into your head. And there are things called core beliefs that are even on a deeper level than thoughts. And I had one client who had a core belief that, you know, her mother used to tell her, no matter what you do, you're always going to be fat. And I hate the expression Mm -hmm. fat, but I'm quoting what her mother always told her. So she had a core belief that no matter what she did, she was always going to be overweight, and you have to overcome that first. Mm-hmm. Um, so a core belief is a deeper level of automatic thoughts, but I, I wanted to bring that up because I think it's for people to really understand, is it just an automatic thought, or do you really have a core belief because of what somebody has been telling you for decades or even through childhood that you have to, at that point, I would suggest getting you know more professional help. Um, but I do like to bring it up because it can significantly be a barrier for people to change if they have ne- negative core beliefs about their ability to change. Yeah. Yeah. And how well, can you modify those core beliefs? But I think there's something that you said in the very beginning of the interview is that you have to want to. You have to have this program and look at the pros and cons. On some level, you have to really want to make the change. Yes. Make the change and and then go through. Like, what are the pros if I do do it? What are the pros if? Um, what are the cons if I don't do it? Right. Um, and then the pros when you start to write them down, um, you'll realize, oh my gosh, there's many more pros. But you know, the decisional balance. I actually ask people to write down four questions and then the pros and cons. What's the consequences to yourself? What are the pros, the consequences to you if you change? And what are the cons? So, for mm-hmm. example, if it's exercise, one of the pros would be reduce stress, increase energy. One of the cons may be I don't have a lot of time. But the pros, as you go down the list, would, would hopefully outweigh those. And then the consequences to others. What are the pros of me changing the consequences to others, what are the reactions Mm. of myself if I change, what's the pros and what's the cons, and what are the reactions of other people going to be. So in Change Your Mind, You Change Your Health, I I actually have a decisional balance exercise that can really help people weigh Mm. out those pros and cons. And then when you look at the list, I did it myself, I'm like, Geez, yes, I should be exercising more because yeah. look at all my pros, you know. So, Annie, we have a couple minutes left. Let me ask you, what are some of the comments that you've been getting from the book about people who have utilized the exercises, been through the practices? What are you hearing? I think the most positive thing, I, um, you know, I have a, a chapter in here, and we didn't get to it, about life cycle events. And when you've had you've had something traumatic happen in your life and you kind of slide down from a maintenance because of either, you know, a a death in the family or, you know, a divorce or something really traumatic. And one of the the best things that I've been hearing from people is I put so much pressure on myself. This book has allowed me to really understand I can take things in stages and, 
and change means progress. And even if I'm doing, focusing on the things I am doing rather than the things I'm not doing. And I might not be 100% of what I was doing before, but this book has allowed me to really realize I can still make mm-hmm. progress through difficult times. Awesome. And, um, yeah. And to All take right. assessments, yeah, and understand the process. But yeah, so there's very, assessments very in here. There's questions. It's easy to read. There's a lot of questions. And Ken Blanchard, who is the author of the One Minute Manager, says, "Change your mind, change your health is easy to relate to and fun to read, with sensible advice that doesn't require anything but a desire to be healthy." So, well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So, again, the book is Change Your Mind, Change Your Health, Seven Ways to Harness the Power of Your Brain to Achieve True Well-Being. The author is Anne-Marie Ludovici, Annie, Annie Ludovici, and you can log on to amlcchange.com, or you can look up Anne-Marie Ludovici, L-U-D-O-V-I-C-I, but again, amlcchange.com. Annie, thanks so much for being on the program. Oh, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk with you, Patricia, and thanks for all your great work helping people live positive lifestyles. (laughs) Thank you. All right, folks. um, Thanks, and we'll talk to you soon, Annie. Okay, thank you. All right, bye. Okay, folks, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll have our next guest right here on VoiceAmerica.com. I'm Patricia Raskin. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 